This is Wraith from Wraith Rain. I'm an author of serialized gay romance fiction. Every week on this podcast, I'll be reading a chapter from one of my gay fantasy shifter serials called Dragon's Rain. I'll explain at the break how you can find out more about the story and others I write. So let's get to it. Chapter 84. Alone or together, separate or one. If I had to say what they are doing, it looks like Raziel is showing off while Iolair is the cheerleading section, Caden said as he watched the black and white dragons in the magic mirror in the throne room. Both Valerius and Shioni lifted their heads from where they were going over some of the preparation for King Anwar's arrival later that afternoon on Shioni's tablet. Valerius's eyes narrowed as he took in the scene Caden was referring to. Iolair was in its familiar cat-like loaf position, while Raziel was standing before Iolair on all four limbs. Raziel's wings were spread wide and its head was lifted towards the sky. Those wings were so huge and so wide that the mirror could only show a part of them, though it was zoomed out. Iolair's eyes grew larger in appreciation as Raziel flapped mightily and let out a gout of flame into the sky. Shioni gave out a delighted laugh. Cadence right. Raziel's putting on a show for its mate. They are not, I mean to say, the word mates we have not discussed. Valerius's voice faded off into a sigh as Raziel lifted its head up and looked magnificent. Iolair clapped with a rustle of wings, enjoying every minute of the show and evidently feeling very proud to have such a mate. Caden bit his lower lip. He and Valerius had not talked about this. The helix in the sky had so clearly announced to the world that something had happened. Something momentous, but not yet complete. Something that neither he nor Valerius were ready for. Shioni's eyes were wide, but last night, in the sky. Yes, yes, that. Valerius's eyes slid to Caden as though asking for an assist. That was, well, it was a display of faded mates if I ever saw it, Shioni cried. She tipped her head meaningfully towards Caden. She evidently thought that Valerius was being thoughtless about his feelings on the matter. Caden was pretty sure she believed that Valerius was being pig-headed about how he felt about Caden except he was still a little shell-shocked about what had happened himself, and yet pleased, too, which was pretty much what he imagined Valerius felt. Except we haven't talked about it, Caden thought, not even when he held me just before we fell asleep together. If Iolair and Raziel were fated, then neither of them would have had a choice in the matter of being mates. Valerius pointed out as if this fact alone would change the fact that Raziel and Iolair were now somehow sharing a joined space, and that had never happened before. The barrier between them was simply gone as of last night. Last night was so great, Caden thought, and that stupid smile crossed his face that he simply couldn't scrub off, even if he had wanted to. Valerius, she said dryly, faded mates or chosen mates or whatever mates, they appear to be mates. They are rooming together, Valerius said, and his mouth was twitching as if even he knew how silly that sounded. But it's sort of like that, Caden thought. Valerius and Iron are sharing a home and Iolair and Raziel are now sharing a home too. Valerius, 
Shioni's hands flew into the air. You better have an answer about what this is and what is happening. I'm not the only one to think that Iolaire has chosen a mate. Look. She tapped frantically on her tablet and thrust it towards Valerius. Caden could only hear the breathless commentary of the television reporters. The red and the white is quite telling in the helix that still reigns high in the sky today, a female expert, evidently on dragon mates, was saying. There have been rumors swirling out of high reach that Iolaire gets to choose among the dragons who will be its mate, and evidently some initial choice at least has been made. The red could signify that Iolaire's chosen the red dragon queen may. What? Valerius shouted at the tablet. No, that is not the case. How could they? What about the Dragon King Valerius? Though Raziel is black, it is most associated with fire. Perhaps the red part of the helix is to symbolize flames or fire, a male news reporter said. But the first expert in a patronizing tone answered, Oh no, that couldn't be right. What? Valerius shouted again, purpling, What kind of expert are you? None! Not at all! Why couldn't it? The male reporter sounded nettled. Exactly! Why not? Valerius echoed as if the reporter and expert could hear him. Because of the way their relationship began with the battle. How could they be fated mates if Raziel was trying to kill Iolaire? Caden could almost imagine the expert's cat-like smile of satisfaction on her face after making her point. Valerius's shoulders slumped. That was a misunderstanding. Surely everyone can see that Iolaire and I are, are quite all right. Shioni tapped a tablet and the program turned off. Yes, well, it's just not a traditional way for faded mates to meet. Normally, it's love at first sight and... I told you that they are not faded, but chosen. You cannot have both. They are mutually exclusive. Valerius was scowling at her. If they are fated, then they have no choice in the matter. If they are chosen, then... Yes, yes, but I'm afraid our media will fill in what the people don't know about dragon mates. Think of all the books, movies, and television shows that have told the world of werewolves and their mates, Shioni pointed out to him. People will draw on that. Those are fiction. Valerius's eyes were narrowed, as if he were offended for them to be compared to fictional mates. I wonder why the helix is red and white and not black and white, Caden interrupted them. He felt rather impish at that moment. Red really does describe May. After all, Zippel is red, and doesn't she spew magma? Red is a much better signifier for her. Valerius's eyes narrowed further. Really? Yeah, they'll never guess it's Raziel until we tell them, Caden said. Yes, you will have to tell them, Shioni said, hands now on her hips. Will that come before or after Caden announces himself? Will you do it at the same time? Should we wait at least until Anwar arrives and has some chance to meet Caden? We're sorry, Shioni, Caden grimaced. We know a lot is going on and this, he pointed to the two cooing dragons. Wasn't what we intended. At least I knew how Iolaire felt, but I wasn't sure about Raziel. I was. Valerius rubbed his temple. Raziel's fear should have told me everything I needed to know. Fear? Raziel doesn't seem afraid. I can't believe Raziel's afraid of anything. Cain defended the black dragon stoutly. Oh, Raziel was. It knew that a change was coming. Not just for the world, but for us. 
Valerius gazed at his spirit in the mirror almost tenderly. Even a good change, the best change, is still highly alarming to my mighty Raziel. Caden felt himself smiling broadly. He and Iolair were the best change. It was strange. He should have felt uneasy that he and Valerius were still hesitating to give what had happened between Iolair and Raziel the night before a name. But he wasn't. Instead, he just felt a deep sense of certainty that everything, between him and Valerius in any case, would work itself out in time. Still, it was a little bit stunning. Neither of you has to apologize, Shoni sighed. It's rather thrilling, to be honest, but I admit that adding the glowing helix in the sky has not made my job easier. But it cannot be helped. Indeed, it should not be. It should be celebrated. It is pretty spectacular, Caden said. Caden came up the steps to the throne where Valerius was sitting and got in his lap, without any shame, in front of Shioni. To his delight, Valerius accommodated him without thought. He was immediately tucking Caden against him with practiced ease as they did this all the time. We will have to get you your own throne up here, Valerius murmured, but he didn't sound in any hurry to stop Caden from getting into his lap. Caden grinned. Yeah, but I don't mind the seat. In fact, it's the best in the house. Shioni giggled and covered her mouth with one hand in that girlish way of hers. All three of them looked into the mirror where Raziel and Iolair were still gazing at one another lovingly. It was Iolair's turn to preen, obviously, because it was sending up gouts of ice into the air that turned into snowflakes and fell beautifully around both dragons. Raziel looked on approvingly and opened its maw to eat some of the snow. Did you know that you can get some of my gay romance books for free? Every month, I have at least one book free to download, right from Amazon, so you can easily read it on any device. But these books can only be free for five days at a time. If you don't want to miss out, just sign up for my mailing list, and I'll send you an email whenever there's a free book available. The link to the sign-up form is in the description down below. They have just accepted everything between them without question, without worry, without thought to timing, Valerius murmured as he carted his hands through Caden's hair. They see each other as the only important thing. Caden cuddled back against Valerius's powerful chest. He said to Shoni, They didn't exactly tell us what they planned last night, that they were going to move in together or whatever they're doing. Are you upset that it has happened? Shoni asked, but then said, forget I asked that. I'm not, Caden quickly stated. He looked over at Valerius. Are you? No, Valerius answered, and there was no hesitation, which had any small doubts Caden had falling away. But Alarian will not be the only one to feel slighted by this. Anwar will have a field day of being upset. You know he would in any case, Shoni reminded him, then pinked. You have always acted as if you like him, Valerius laughed. I do, I, I, I mean, I do, but King Anwar can be a little trying. She suddenly smiled. But here I am worried about Anwar when she gestured to the two dragons who were playfully nipping at one another, when there is something so much more important. Valerius chuckled and kissed the top of Caden's head. Your parents, have you spoken to them about this? I've uh, sort of been avoiding them, Caden muttered, and pressed close to Valerius as he imagined his parents' reactions to the news reports. 
They would know that the red part of the helix meant Valerius, not May. He was sure of it. Oh, good. Your father will surely be storming in here any moment now. Valerius laughed weakly. Probably, Caden admitted and gave him puppy dog eyes. I promise I'll talk to them after I go meet Landry at the prison. If you could just avoid my father until then, you'll be safe. Valerius let out a rumbling laugh. I highly doubt that. I would come with you to greet Landry, but... That's too much publicity, I know. Don't worry, Caden told him and kissed his stubbled jaw. I'm betting the last thing she wants is publicity. Rose and Wally should be here in a few minutes, and then we'll be taking off. Shioni was nibbling on her lower lip, and a slightly worried expression was on her face. Caden? Yeah? He looked at her expectantly. Just remember that. While that Landry has been through quite the ordeal, so she might not completely be herself, Shioni told him, her words strangely hesitating. Caden frowned. Yeah, but she'll be with friends, so it'll be all right. Yes. Shioni looked down at her tablet, still gnawing on her lower lip as if debating telling him something else. She must have thought better about it because instead she reminded him, Remember that Anwar will be here for lunch. Don't forget that you need to be back for that. Potentially it'll be one meal that doesn't end in disaster. Last night's dinner went... Well, Valerius murmured. Really? Because the first course hadn't been served yet before everyone stormed off, Shoni cried. When they had entered the dining room the night before, all of the dragon shifters had been remarkably silent at first. They had all been staring at the helix in the sky that, until that moment, neither Caden nor Valerius had realized was there. Both of them later said that they had felt a strange pull from the sky, but Valerius had told him that dragon shifters often did. Dragons were creatures of the air in high places, so it made sense that they should want to be up in the atmosphere no matter what. He had just assumed that Raziel had wanted to fly more than face the other dragons at dinner. The eyes of every dragon shifter had turned towards them, however, as they had entered the room. Caden had blushed furiously as their intense lovemaking, with the fire and ice and both dragons having a part in it, was not private any longer. Everyone knew. Everyone seemed to know more than them. And then everyone had then started talking at once. What is that symbol? May demanded, standing up from her seat and pointed towards the helix. It is the Meiji symbol, yes? Like some kind of, of signal to the masses? We were to all have a chance to win, Iolaire. Alarian fumed, pounding the table with one hand. You went behind our backs, Valerius. You barely had time to make it romantic, Tez lamented. I would have bought you flowers and spread the whole room in a carpet of petals. You made it between meetings. Kayla patted his back. You can still do that, Tez. I don't think they're going to make love only once. Esme looked mildly amused and very pleased for them. I will say... It would have been a little bit more polite to wait for Anwar. He will never get over this. Jahara said dryly, One is glad one had other reasons to come to Reach than to court Caden and Iolaire. Marban lifted his glass of wine. Shall we have a toast to the happy couple? Caden and Valerius both just stared outside through the open doorway. They had each known that there had been something different and very special about what had happened between them the sense of peace and well-being that they both experience now, a kind of shared sense of calm and rightness confirmed that. But in a way, like Tez had said, 
They hadn't had a chance to talk about it. It had been done between meetings. Guys, Keaton surprised himself by saying as he stepped forward as if protecting Valerius. Guys, you are all incredible. He looked at Alarian and added, In your own special ways? <clears throat> he cleared his throat. But it was only ever going to be Valerius. If there was going to be anyone at all. That had everyone going quiet. Caden flushed hotter but pushed on. But I hope you realize that it was a truly good and important thing that you've come here for, which is to address the growing violence and unrest in the world. We wouldn't have known about the faith in each other's territories if we hadn't come together. And I don't think we could find a solution to it on our own. Valerian's arms were still crossed over his massive chest, still scowling as he said, Valerius always takes everything that he wants and does so underhandedly. That is absurd, Esme glared at Larian. It is as if when you look at Valerius, you see yourself reflected back to you, but have no understanding of what you're seeing. You are just sore because you announced the world that Iolair was your mate, and now clearly they are not, Tez pointed out, if you had not been so quick to stake your claim. What did you come here for, Tez? You had no interest in Iolair? Probably not, because you are only in love with yourself, Alarian roared. Tez's eyes narrowed. At least there are things about me which are lovable, which there is not about you. Why, you? Enough! Valerius's voice echoed throughout the dining hall. He pinched the top of his nose. Caden is right. Raziel and Iolaire have decided upon one another, but that is hardly the reason all of you should be here. We need a solution to the faith, to humans first, to all of it. And I would task you with coming up with solutions. Some of us already had one or two to share, but we need far more and we need to come to a consensus. The legs of Valerian's chair scraped back along the floor and he stood up, throwing his napkin onto the table. I see no reason to offer my insights to you. None of you has the courage to do it. You mean the stomach to imprison practically everyone in your little authoritarian regime? Esme scoffed. No, we don't. But it's not working anyways, Alarian. You need help as much as anyone. You can't be serious about leaving just because we're not going to be mates, Caden cried. Alarian gave him a nasty smile. If you wanted my help, you should have considered who you chose. I... That's not fair, Caden yelled and flushed. Fairness was for children, not dragon shifters. That's ridiculous. You don't like men or me romantically. It would never have worked between us. You know that. You're using this as an excuse to simply leave. But we can work on stopping the violence and I will stop the violence in my territory. I need no help from any of you. Alarian stormed out. May rose. She looked tired and put out, likely because he had taken her ability to shift. Alarian is right about one thing, Hayden. You need to be more particular about your allies. I understand Valerius, but asking Alarian to stay? Why? He has nothing to offer. But we haven't heard from him. He offers only prisons and death, Tess said as he too got up and took Kayla's hand. Besides, he will only offer what costs him nothing and gains him everything. The two of them joined May in leaving. Esme sighed. I suppose I will be eating in my rooms again tonight. 
I am certain you two would rather be alone, Esme said to them as she got up, as well, and headed out after kissing both of them on the cheeks. Jahara finished her wine and stood as well. Do not be too worried, Caden. This was never going to be easy. We just have to keep trying. You really want all of them in your territory, Jahara? Valerius asked. She smiled. I may not like them all. I may not trust them. But I want all of them to live. What would you give for that, Valerius? And with that, she too left. Shioni and Marban were the only ones remaining. Would you like to have dinner with me, my dear? Marban asked her. Yes, I would. Thankfully, there's plenty of wine. Shioni poured herself a very large glass. Despite what Esme says, I think Caden and I would like to join you, Valerius said as he pulled out a chair for Caden. There is plenty of food, too, Shioni said with a faint smile. And they had eaten and drunk under the light of the moon and the helix without talking further about it. Both Marban and Shioni had likely sensed that both Caden and Valerius did not wish to. But really, Caden had been absorbing it himself. Lunch will happen, Caden said, snapping back to the moment. I'm sure of it. I mean, even though Alarian said he was leaving, he hasn't. According to the staff, he's not even packed, so that's good, right? I was actually thinking it would be better if he did leave, Valerius said dryly. Caden kissed his cheek. I know, but we need everybody. I mean, we need to try to have everybody in on this. We will try, Shoni said with a faint smile. At that moment, there was a sound of two running sets of feet and the throne room burst open with Rose and Tilly standing there, cheeks red with excitement and both rather breathless. Come on, Caden, we've got to go, Tilly wheezed. What, um, Till, you need to stay here. No, I'm going to welcome Landry out of the joint. Is that what prison is called? Anyways, I'm totally going and you owe me because our parents are coming to talk to you right now and I delayed them, Tilly said in no uncertain terms. Rose nodded with a pained smile. They look a little, uh, concerned about you. Caden scrambled from Valerius's arms. The Dragon King did not keep him, though he looked rather pained. Go on, Caden, escape, Valerius told him. I will handle your parents. But I... Caden flapped his arms. If Landry weren't getting out in like 20 minutes, I'd stay, but... Who are you kidding? Go! I may shift and fly out of here myself. Valerius laughed and gently pushed Caden towards Tilly and Rose. Okay, thanks. Caden kissed him before running down to his sister and friend. I is Wally here yet? Oh yeah, he's got the car ready and waiting to go, Rose flashed a grin. The three of them raced out of high rage and into the courtyard, where Wally was indeed there in his rickety car. What little hair he had was sticking up on end as all the windows were down. Caden wondered if he simply hadn't been able to get them all up. Come on, kids, we can't keep Landry waiting, Wally called and waved one small pudgy arm at them. The three of them piled into the car with Caden up front. The last car door had barely closed before they were barreling out of the castle and down the road towards the prison. I hope we won't be late, Caden said with a frown as he saw the little car straining to keep above 40 miles per hour. We'll make it, kid, Wally assured him. I just don't want Landry standing there with no one to greet her, Caden explained as he nervously twisted his hands together. Her brothers haven't left humans first over this. In fact, they are seen as martyrs, you know, wrongfully imprisoned and all that. Since Landry chose us over them, I'm just not sure that any family will be there for her. We're her family now, Tilly said stoutly. Damn straight, Rose added. 
They arrived at the prison just in time to see Landry coming out of the massive gates. But though Caden had been afraid she would have been alone, he hadn't considered the press would be there. Of course they would be. There was a gaggle of reporters waiting just outside of the prison. They rushed towards Landry and Caden let out a hiss of breath. Landry froze. Though her hair covered her eyes like it always did, he could see her alarm. There were dozens of microphones thrust towards her. Oh man, we've got to get her. She's all alone, Caden cried. Except in a moment, Landry was not alone. Human's first thugs suddenly flanked her like two oversized bookends. And then there was another figure who put a gentle arm around Landry's shoulders. It was Jasper Hawes. I hope you're enjoying Dragon's Reign so far. Dragon's Reign is free for you to enjoy, but not free for us to make. There is a whole team working with me for audio editing, artwork, graphic design, and custom music. Most YouTube channels and podcasts have sponsors and take ads, but because of the kind of content we make, we can't run ads or get sponsors. Instead, we have other ways you can support me and the team behind this gay romance audiobook. One easy way is to buy or borrow my books from Amazon. They are all gay romance set in alternative worlds with vampires, shifters, and other magical beings. You may not know that even if you borrow books with your Kindle Unlimited subscription at Amazon, they are free for you, but they still earn us money. The books are published under the name Ex Aratari, which actually means wraith in Romanian. And if you love audiobooks, you can get professionally narrated versions of every one of my books on audible.com. The link to my author page is in the description below, as well as to the first book of the series I think you'll really like. Thank you so much for your support. People like you enable me and the team to keep writing these stories of gay romance, magic, monsters, and true love, and producing this very fun podcast for everyone. Thank you. Thank you.